Welcome to the Moon Room. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're having a lovely week. I have been having quite the week, y'all. Uh, y'all see my drama. I've had uh, quite a dramatic week. Um, but Spirit is so real. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to Spirit because, um, and to y'all actually for holding me down and um, just sending out the love that you do in all of its ways. <laughs> so um, glad to be here. So grateful to be here. All right. Anyway, um, I have a story to tell, but actually, okay. So there's a couple things. Um, first, I just woke up from a dream that I have to share because it's crazy. Um, so y'all know the, the fairy tree that I'd be ferrying out by the graveyard out here where I live. Okay. So I, oh, well, hi, Olive. Okay. That's Olive. <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to be talking about this confirmation. So, um, I just dreamt that tree, the fairy tree with the ribbons and stuff. Um, except, all right, so I've never dreamt it before. And, um, all right, so there's a couple things about it. Like, so I dreamt it and basically I'm standing at the tree and I'm talking to someone and I don't, I can't see the person at first. I'm looking at the tree, but I all of a sudden start to get smaller and smaller and smaller, like like I'm a child or something like I just start to fit and so I'm looking up at the tree eventually at the ribbons and so once I'm like really kind of low to the ground um I'm like excitedly sh I think I'm excitedly showing this tree to a person like that's what it feels like and then all of a sudden I start to see who I'm actually sh talking to and y'all it is this very very tall wispy creature man like super tall and skinny very skinny tall thing being and he's wearing all black and he's got the whitish skin and but he's like but he's like not f always physical like he's like it's like he's floaty he's physical and not physical so I can see wisps like his it's almost like he's some of his body the more he moves just turns to like wisp I can't even explain that and oh there's a two 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 so um but anyway, I'm excitedly showing him this tree. Now, the crazy thing is that, and so, so there's that, but this, the place where we're at, well, the sky is different, like almost like a twilight zone. Like, um, you know, when you have a really bright, sunny, beautiful summer, um, sunset, or a lot of times in the fall, the sunsets start to get like this, where the sky will just turn like orange all at once, like hard orange, like orangey pink orange that's what the sky was like in the dream. So it made the ribbon look a lot darker than it should be. And I think in the dream, I started to register that like, wait, the ribbon color isn't right. Because like right when I started to notice the color of the ribbon wasn't right, that's when I saw him all of a sudden step into my like peripheral. He was like next to me. And um, anyway, the crazy thing is that that tree is the one I told y'all is a portal tree. And the thing about dreams is they are portals. And I think I'm showing him the fact that this like I'm excitedly showing him this portal tree. Bro, what? So the thing is, is that I, he also feels like he, he looks a little bit like the being that I just told y'all about that was my spirit guide that touched down in the dream and was tele, uh, tele, telepathying me, <laughs> telepathying, whatever, he was talking to me, but through telepathy. Um, it's like, like I'm trying to put it because I just woke up. Like, okay, so like I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming this being that repetitively now, bro. Like I didn't, I, 
have not dreamt the place. Y'all know the place that I was telling you about the the fun like place that we all at um, in the metaverse. But this is a different. This is this is different. I, it's always a woods now. Like these, the place where this being is coming to see me. It's always either in the woods or like around woods. And I dreamt this alternate. I also dreamt this alternate place last night too. Um, that I've dreamt before, like years ago, that I would dream repetitively. I dreamt that place last night, and that place is surrounded by woods. But in this, in the part where I just woke up from, I'm showing the creature, or I don't, I shouldn't call him creature. Well, I mean, he's he's not human. I know that he's not fucking human. So he's something else, being this tall, skinny being. Um, the the tree over here is in the woods. Like it's in the woods. I walk through the woods to get to it. So because the woods connect the graveyard. Oh my god. So. Basically, but the, the, but the realm looked different because the sky was different. It, it was clear that like, that's what I was feeling. It was like something was taking over this place and that the sky was showing the progression of the takeover. So it was getting like more and more ominous the longer I was standing there showing him this tree. Bro, what is this? What is this tree? I don't know. Either, it's, either way, uh, I think there's a significance to the fact that this, the, this spirit guide is showing up in this these dreams this way but that he's showing me he's not human like i usually dream people like people people this i don't usually dream beings like that's that's something that i've always um i even question that about like most like how other people will dream you know Loch Ness monsters and all kind of shit i just dream real shit like i dream people um but not usually like this type of thing well uh, yeah, either either way, it's whoever this guide is. Why? Well, okay, there was a 555. Five, five. Okay, I know who the guide is, actually. He's showing me himself, and I am apparently on the other side in the in the met- metaverse. I'm showing him stuff that, but from here, like, oh shit, okay. It's so like, yeah, it's like I'm excited on, an, on the other, in another realm, showing him what's happening here. As if this is the dream. Bro, I keep telling y'all this is the dream. Like, I think over on that, it's like, I, it's like I'm a kid and I just found another thing I'm supposed to show him. Like, that's, like as if I'm showing him things throughout these different dreams or that somewhere I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if y'all, we can all interpret this one together, <laughs> but... But um, I thought I, should, I would share that because this is the first time I've dreamt that tree and the second time I've dreamt this being now. So, and we all in this together. <laughs> so, all right. So that, that's, the, that's the first thing. But the, 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 the bigger thing I'm supposed to share, the story I'm supposed to tell is uh, that time I died. <laughs> that time I died. Oh, well, I, I'm also supposed to draw a card. So let me... Should I start the story first or should I draw the card first? Maybe I'll just draw the card first and then I'll get to the story about that time I died. So, all right. I'm drawing from the Celtic Oracle today by John Matthews. Um, this is one that I've drawn from before with you guys. And it's the one that has all the Gaelic words in it that I can never uh, pr- un- un- pronounce, enunciate, that I can never pronounce. So can I have one card, please, Spirit? One card for the P. There we go. It gives me two cards. Oh, Okay. Oh my God. Y'all, I had just, I just put this card back in the deck because I had, okay, one of these cards um, was a card I drew like a week ago. 
And I had it sitting on my altar. And I was like, just now, I asked Spirit, what should I do on this show? And I said, you should do the Celtic Oracle. So I take the, this card and put it back in the deck. Bro, it just came back out with another more powerful card. All right, but this, this, is, this, is, this is a lot today. This is ordained. So the first card, the one that I'm saying that uh, I put back and now is back out, is called the Well of Sagais. Oh, my God. The Cal I can't read the Gaelic. Okay. Oh, my God. And that opened straight to the page. Bro, what is happening right now? Like, this is a book, a big, thick book, and I just opened straight to this page of the card. <gasps> All right. So... <laughs> Water, and of course, the element water, as I am fucking all of water. The well of Segeis. All right, so the key element to this, is, or like the key message is empowerment of water. And um, the message is the primary source of the wisdom and the knowledge of the ancestors comes through the waterways of the land, which usher forth from the inner realms into the lands of humankind. The water card is a vital card which offers a direct passage into the underworld. Y'all. I'm, I'm going to post these cards on my stories. I've kind of abandoned my, uh, my Instagram, which, you know, I think I might continue to abandon. I don't know. But, um, oh, shit. Okay, but look, y'all, I just told y'all about woods. I just told y'all about woods, how I'm dreaming woods, right? This card is literally woods and then below the like a stream goes into like the middle of the earth and there's like a big salmon or not some sort of trout or something in water but like the woods it's a crop of woods as i'm talking about i'm dreaming woods now okay and then also all right so okay so here's more on the card the well of wisdom oh of course of course of course the well of wisdom is a familiar and important aspect of celtic tradition Again and again, we read of wells and streams which rise in the other world and issue forth into the earthly realm, bringing wisdom and knowledge. In Irish mythology, the ultimate source of all otherworldly wisdom is the well of Segeis. Please, I don't know how to say that word right. Uh, forgive me to all the Irish people that can speak this well. Segeis. <laughs> so well of Segeis, I'm going to say it that way, which is also said to be the source of the great river Boyne. Boiny. Okay. All right. So, um, something that you can do for like a meditation. It says, journey to the well at the source of the Boiny River and converse with one of the ancient salmon who swim there. Oh, it is a salmon. If you, have, if you are advised to do so, and if you receive the agreement of your totem or helper, eat one of the nuts which fall from the nine ancient trees growing beside the well. Oh, y'all, I'm going to post this card so y'all can see exactly what they're talking about. Um, this is so beautiful. Okay, so that's the first card, talking about melting in between the realms, as I'm literally talking about getting information from my dreams right now. All right, the next card, though, is, oh, I'm excited about this card. The Eagle, y'all, 1111. So my, uh, many people who meditate and um, who uh, get in touch with their other selves, their other lives, their past lives, other realms all that dimensions because we are not just in this realm you know this we we are living other lives elsewhere as well there's there's uh because we are infinite beings and so every possibility of what you could possibly be your soul it is doing it in other places in infinite places so when you get in touch with your other selves which i've gotten in touch with many of my other selves um what was the point of that shit what was the point of that 
oh, <laughs> you get, sometimes you get to learn your names. So you learn your names in other worlds, in other places. Anyway, one of my names is, I was told um, in a meditation, was tree who walks with eagles. Tree who walks with eagles. And I am Randa, Jacaranda tree. It's the Jacaranda tree in this life. And I walk with eagles. I lived for eight years with eagles. <laughs> like I actually sweat in an eagle lodge for eight years with eagle lodge people. Although I had owl medicine, I also got eagle medicine. But I also lived in a place where bald eagles were just chilling in my trees out, my, out front of my house. Or they were always, you know, I was always seeing bald eagles. I was kicking it with bald eagles all the time. Like all the time, every season. I even one time witnessed um, a bald eagle on, standing on ice and eating something and then I got to actually like walk up to the, to the thing after it was gone like interacting with eagles like walking on the ice because it was um it was a, it was a iced over lake that or not lake yeah lake that uh the eagle was eating something on but like interacting with eagles in all these different places of their own habitats I've I got to do that for eight years so for me seeing this eagle card right now having my own eagle medicine that I know I have um speaks volumes for me because I am apparently tree who walks with eagles in this life. So, yeah, the card for the eagle. Uh, I'll just read it. It's a totem beast. So that's what this card is. The other one is, the, is an element card. And this one is a totem beast card. Uh, so the key for this one, the key word is sight. So having extra sight. Um, all right. So aspiration and clear sightedness are key words when describing the qualities of the eagle. It soars higher, sees further, and flies over greater distances than any other bird. It is an essential, especially powerful ally when exploring the first circle or when seeking an answer to a problem which requires you to be especially clear-sighted in your dealings. Uh, so a journeying that you could do to get in touch with eagle medicine says, take upon you the shape of the eagle. So shapeshift, I've done this quite a bit, but you shapeshift in your meditations. This is what shamans do. Um, so take upon the shape of the eagle, stretch your wings and ride on the back of the winds to a high place. Look around you at the world that is laid out beneath you. Then focus on the tree of vision and tradition, which grows up out of the heart of the land. Fly to it and perch on its topmost branches. Hear the winds sing songs of wonder and mystery, bearing the words of the shapers throughout the three worlds. Listen to them and learn all that you can. Oh my gosh, how freaking amazing. I freaking love this. And I'll post that card too. Oh, and look, it's, it's holding a drum and I have a drum, drum that someone made. Okay, you guys, this is so, this is so powerful today. Um, so what a lot of people do for um, healing, especially for like sound, um, well, using sound healing is using drums. And so um, a lot of people in the community that I used to live in, they made their own drums by hand out of like um, deer skin or buff, like all different types of skins. And um, so I was gifted one when I was going through a um, really difficult time and needed healing. And the drum itself, when you, when you drum yourself, uh, you are shaking your own vibrations free of negativity or anything low vibrational. So you're like getting the actual vibrations um, moving, but that's actually, you can physically feel it when you do drum healing. And so that's 
for me, this is really powerful to see this eagle carrying this drum. Um, but also for everyone else, you know, you can you can do things like this. You can go go buy you a hand drum and start drumming the shit out of your own aura. Um, you can cleanse your own aura by by doing things like that. Um, so yeah. Anyway, those I will post on my stories, and I hope those were positive for someone. All right, I'm gonna take a sip really fast. Okay, so the story today. I also made myself some tea. Oh, I'm gonna share what's in my tea because I've been making tea blends. And this tea blend has actually been really helpful lately. I've been drinking this instead of um, black tea. I usually drink a cup of black tea every day. And for like the last week I was like out of black tea but I just didn't feel like going to get more. So I was drinking this other like herbal tea and so much has shifted for me in just drinking this herbal tea. So it is um, holy basil as I have always promoted to drink every day, but holy basil, Annie's hyssop and what else did I put in oh and lemon balm yeah Annie's hyssop lemon balm and holy basil oh and it's good it's really great for um anyone who has like well it's just great for everyone it's great for everyone all right so my story that time I died so I'm telling this story as I have known it told to me by like my mom and other people um over my life so, um, and then from my own like memory and everything, but, uh, if I get parts of the story wrong, y'all can just ask my mom because <laughs> I was too young to like actually, well, I remember anyway, that's part of the story. So forgive me if I get some of the details wrong to the people that know what really, like if whatever. So when I was four, see, I was four. So that, a lot of this, it comes from me being told that it became a family this thing that I'm sh gonna share became like a family story that got told like all the time for like my first 10 years of life it just every time we was together we was talking about the accident is what we call it the accident so um I am a miracle first off I want to acknowledge that I recognize that I'm a miracle because this thing I'm about to share about uh, I should not have survived I shouldn't be here but this is only the beginning of many things that happened that I should not have survived <laughs> and that I'm sitting here being who I am. So when I was four, uh, we went, my mom, we were uh, going on a, we went to the doctor's, that's what it was, we went to the doctor's office and we were coming back from the doctor's office. So we had just left and I was in the front seat, seat belted, and I was sleeping. I fell asleep in the car. And then my brother was in the back seat and he was behind me. So he was in a car seat and his car seat was, you know, belted in, but he was behind the passenger seat. All right, so uh, the way my mom describes this is like that she was driving, she got to a stop sign, and it's kind of like in the cartoons where you like look both ways and nothing is there, and then you step out and then like an anvil falls from the sky, you know, Looney Tunes. So that's what she, how she says it goes, is she got to a stop sign, looked both ways, nothing was there, she went, moved forward, and then bang, we got smashed by two cars. So this apparently there was these young men that were as she says they were like drag racing down this uh it was a big parkway and uh they were racing each other or something and so they were going full like very high speed and they smashed into our my side of the car all right so uh the by the end of the movement of the car because apparently they hit us so hard that it took the this the car came off the ground 
came off the, the road, I mean, like it got smushed up onto a, the sidewalk, essentially past the sidewalk and into the concrete steps of somebody, somebody's house, which I remember saying that like we, the car smashed the concrete steps of someone's house. That's how hard they hit us and how far the, the car went from the road. So by the end of it all, it's a bear, apparently a, a hunk of metal that we're laying in. And the scene is that my mom is burned. All her left side is burned. Um, my brother's car seat is now behind her seat. He, he's still strapped in, but the car seat is just now behind the driver. And then my seat has somehow turned upside down or something like that, where I'm hanging under the, I'm hanging from my seatbelt under the dashboard. So I'm basically being protected by the dashboard itself, but like the, 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 the seat somehow turned so that I'm like in this little hole, essentially, like a, a little, a little hole. Yeah. Like a bubble. Like I'm being, what am I trying to say? Uh, I'm being I'm like a little shielded little thing. I don't know. So when it's all over, I'm still asleep because I was asleep when it started. And um, people come, paramedics, all the stuff, and they t- they're trying to get my mom out. And uh, they're asking her to, you know, what's wrong with me, to shake me, to wake me up. And my mom starts to tell them that, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a heavy sleeper. I always sleep. I'm always sleeping in the car. I'm just asleep. And that I was asleep when it started. And so they say, well, shake her just to make sure. And I think she shook me, and I just didn't wake up. And so she just kept saying, like, no, she's just usually sleeps heavy like this. She's fine. So they end up taking her and putting her and my brother in an, in an ambulance because my brother was responsive. He was in shock, but he was responsive. And um, my, I wasn't, so they put me in my own ambulance. Apparently, uh, what happens is I end up going into cardiac arrest. I end up coding. And um, from, what I'm, from what I'm told, the law down at that time was that they couldn't use the defibrillator on me or something because I was under the age of five. I was like, I was under the age of what there was a cutoff for being able to use the defibrillator or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but I, this is what I get from it. Uh, so, so, um, so they end up calling it. They end up letting me go. Like I, I wasn't waking up. I wasn't getting, so I, I, and I coded my heart stopped. And so they, uh, called it. Oh, two, 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 two. Uh, and they, uh, radioed my mother in the ambulance that she was in and told her that I was gone. So, from what I remember, the, how the story goes, is that I was gone for like some, so, so like a minute and thirteen seconds or something like that. I don't know whether some amount of time that I was actually dead for, and then all of a sudden I just woke up. I, and they apparently I woke up with a vengeance too. Like I came up like, <gasps> you know, screaming and ah, and pulling and trying to pull everything off me, like all the like wires and stuff that I was hooked up to. I was trying to yank things and just screaming and crying. Um, so they get me to the hospital, and um, they put me in my own room. And they put my brother in his own room. And uh, so the, the bigger thing about this story, though, is that um, there was another accident that happened where there was a, a man. He was like 29 or something. And he had also been in a car accident. But he was uh, like, conco- like he was out, like he was um, unconscious. And so they apparently came and told my mom that they needed, a, they needed my room to put him in. So they took me out of that room and they gave this man that room. So this is where my memory starts. So I've always, I always had this memory growing up that I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know what it was. I didn't have anything atta- to attach to it, but it was, and I have those, like those are things that how my spirit guides be letting me know shit. Like 
they will help make me remember a specific thing and I don't know what it's about or what it means till much later in my life. So this memory though I have is uh, of being in this very big room. This is how my like, how just uh, I held it in my, um, my, my, my memory for all these years was it was just a very big room. I think it's just like my childhood self, like kind of grasping the memory. <laughs> um, and that I'm sitting on this big, I'm sitting on something and I'm sitting up against a wall. I'm sitting on like a, a table of some sort. And there's a, all these people in the room and they're all like busy. And um, the lights are real. I remember the lights were like really harsh, kind of orangey or whatever. And all of a sudden this lady stands, comes in front of me and she's really nice. And she has big blondish, brownish, reddish curly hair. And it's hairsprayed like, cause it's, you know, it's like right out of the eighties. So we big hairspray, but she had these big bangs that I never forgot. And she stood in front of me and she said, okay, I'm just good. She was so nice. That's all I kept remembering. It's this really nice lady. And that she took my hand and she said, okay, I'm going to prick your finger and I'm just going to let it run for just a second. And then I'm going to wipe it off and everything's going to be fine. I think I must've been scared of needles at the time. And so, I mean, I was scared of needles, but I think, I don't know, before this memory, the memory only starts at, at like this part. It doesn't, I have no idea what was happening before this, mem this part of the memory starts. So it's just that I'm all of a sudden sitting in this, this, on this table and this lady says, I'm going to prick your finger. So she pricks my finger and then all of a sudden the, behind her, the, a door opens like from the side and all of a sudden these people come through and they're wheeling in my mind. I didn't know what it was. So I just know in my head, it was just, they're wheeling a table with a big white sheet over it, um, through the room. And so everyone's looks at this thing as it's happening. But I am looking at my finger because my finger is bleeding all over the place. And so all of a sudden, my, my, my thought is, oh, she lied. She lied. This lady, this nice lady lied to me. She said she was only going to prick it for a second and it's still running. And like, that's in my head what's going. <laughs> and um, so that was like what I, that was what uh, became imprinted in the memory. The older I got, that was the, that was just always the memory of like, oh, this lady lied. She said she was going to prick it for only a second and she let it run. Now there like that's that's how I know this is like a ch like a child like thing like well obviously I'm a child in it but it's just it, that's how um that's how certain memories will stick with you even if you get older until your guys want you to know what it actually is they'll just make you remember the thought process of what it was at the time if that makes sense anyway I hope that makes sense so um so anyways she turns back and she goes oh my gosh I'm so sorry and then she wipes it and then it's like the and it's like it just turns to mist like as if I'm in a dream and I wake up. So like I have no more memory for the, for my whole life. I had nothing else past that just few seconds or minutes or whatever to, of anything. Wasn't until I was much older and my mom retells the story multiple times. As I got older, she was adding more and more information to like what it was. I didn't learn about this dead man till I was 12. So I had been hearing this story over and over and over and over again. But once I was 12, she, we was all like all the women in the family, you know, you sit around and you have in your, you know, after church or whatever you talk and everything. I was old enough for them to tell me more about the story. So her telling me that she actually, her and my dad were in a room in the man's room, watched him die. She tells me that she added that part of the story, but I never told anybody about this other memory that I had of this lady pricking my finger because I didn't even know it went. I didn't even know those two things attached. It wasn't until I was an adult that I put it all together. <laughs> 
Um, but basically, yeah, they were in the room. They were in a different room in the room that I originally was in. My parents were there and they were watching this man die while I was in. They must have put me in the ER. See, once you get older, and you actually start going to ERs. Then I started understanding like, oh, I was in a, I was in an ER, like a big room with all the different beds and all the stuff and people. And that's why it was so busy. But like my parents were in a private room and my brother was in a private room somewhere else. So um, the big the point about this story, though, is that and I think why my guys wanted me to share it is that um, the lady, she was, so again, this was a car accident. I should have been dead. I, actually, I died. <laughs> and here comes this woman, appears, descri description, just like what I told y'all, these people just be showing up. It's always a white person in with the hair color that's like, like blondish, brown, brownish, reddish. And they're always there with this with this amount of love and they always keep me safe. Like they always keep me safe. My emotions, you know, like if I'm, you know, I, I was, I don't know what I was, I must've been in, I was in shock and all this stuff, right? Obviously I've been through this crazy car accident. My, my jaw was busted open. I had a, I have to stay a scar on my jaw. Um, gave me all kinds of um, brain, in, I had a brain injury. I had all kinds of stuff from this thing. But um, this woman appears out of nowhere and that's all I can remember about her is how safe I felt with this lady and how just, I was so glad that she was there. She was so nice. Now, um, I've shared with y'all that I've been in other situations where people just appear out of nowhere and they always look the exact same. The man with the escalator, same exact color hair, right? Same type of description. Well, this, I was in a car accident three years ago where, no, not three years, two years ago on election day, like the big election day we just had. Um, I was getting in a car accident that day <laughs> and I am, that's, I'm now disabled from that car accident, but on the scene, a man, because the way the accident worked, that's a whole different story that I could probably tell another time. But basically, by the time I jumped out of my car, because I had, we got hit so hard that it smushed a third of the back of the car, um, I jumped out and and threw myself over the median onto the the grass, and I was just in. I was my my head was ringing. Everything it was it was bad, and I was like in shock. Out of nowhere, the man that we had actually thought was in his own accident because his car was on the other side of the road and he was in this truck that was kind of turned over a little bit. So it looked like he was um, in his own accident. Out of nowhere, I feel these strong hands grab my the sides of my head and my ears and just lift my head up. And it was him. And his eyes were so brilliant, like these bright, brilliant. I'll never forget his eyes. Brilliant, grayish, bluish eyes. He just looked at me and he stuck his forehead straight to my forehead and he said, you're okay, you're okay. And he just held me and he just started breathe, breathe with me, breathe in, breathe out. He just kept breathing with me and he held my head there on his face. It was the most loving experience of my fucking life, bro. Like to be in shock like that and to have a stranger come and just do that. And he held me and I'll, I'll never forget that because um, it, that, it was like, that's what I needed in the moment. <laughs> you know, that's what I needed in the moment. Um, and I'll never forget him. And I never got his name. I never, and I'll never see him again, likely. Just like I'll never see the man who saved my hand ever again. And the woman who was the nurse ever again. These three people. Um, I know that I am protected because spirit shows up. But I think that it's not just showing up for me. It's that I genuinely have guides here that are stationed like fucking angels. And they just be showing up, bro. Like in the flesh, out of nowhere, when I fucking need it. Like, it's the most, it is the most uh, beautiful thing to know for myself that spirit, the source of all, has me so well that no matter if I ever feel alone, 
when I feel alone, spirit always shows up in the forms that I need uh, it to show up in. Um, but also showing me that like the pattern, you know, like I've dreamt, I've dreamt a woman that looks described just like all of these people. I've dreamt an older woman that um, was doing my hair and she told and she told me that my hair color is red, that she thinks that, that red is the, the right hair color for me. And so I started getting twists put in, in the color, the same color that she told me to wear. Um, right now I don't have them in, in that color, but when I first started putting my twists in, I got the exact, I tried to get the exact color that the lady told me in the dream. And she said, follow your red hair. Um, follow my, follow my bloodline, follow the, the blood that is in me that is actually people that have red hair. Um, because that's a bloodline that was getting forgotten because it's, you know, the whole slavery thing. So like that was years ago when I dreamt that and, I, and I've been doing it ever since I have been following my red hair. Um, and now all these red hairish people I'm getting to see as I'm sharing these stories with y'all, they have shown up in my life over and over and over again. Um, and they will, I'm like, they will continue to show up over and over again. Cause I think that's, that's just who I'm, I, my Pleiadians, they're my family, the, the Hathers, um, like I've kind of been sharing with y'all. So anyway, uh, I was supposed to share that story just to let people know. I, I don't know. Let people know that I've died before I've come back from the dead before. Uh, but I've also had other near-death experiences where um, I just know I shouldn't have made it through sicknesses and shit. But this one was a big one where um, that shit was, like, powerful, and it was a miracle. My parents always said it was, oh, so that was the, the, one other part about that dream, or not the dream, about the accident, is that, oh, three, 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 all the angel numbers, is that um, when it was all over, and I guess, you know, the police or whoever goes and looks at the car and looks at inside it and stuff, not forensics, because it's not like it was, like, you know, a big crime or anything, but, like, they were looking at what happened because apparently it just looked like it was not a car ever because it, it was damaged that bad. They said that they don't understand how it all happened, how the three of us survived. We None of us should have survived based on what they know about this car. But that the big thing they wanted that, that, that I always um, was told was that the seat belt that held my brother's car seat, um, it looked like someone took a scissor and just cut it so that his car seat was then and then like and she, like the way they describe it is like angels essentially cut this the way my family angels some you know cut the car seat uh the no not the car cut the uh the seat belt and then like just moved the car seat behind my mom like because if he hadn't moved he would be like if his car seat hadn't moved he would be dead because that side is the side that caved in and then my seat how however it looked whatever it did whatever movement it did is the only thing the seatbelt me me being strapped to the seat so that when the seat turned upside down I was under the dashboard and protected. That's the only way I survived. Like that's they 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 just say it was it's like impossible for the seatbelt to tear and have no fissures. It's not even meant for seatbelts to to tear. They're meant to never tear. So for it to have torn where it did midway through the seatbelt was a miracle. That's what they're saying and they said that the way it looked like it was even torn was miraculous because it looked like someone had been there and took a scissor and just straight cut it. Like, even if it had torn, they said that it should have had some sort of, like, um, fissure, you know, like, fissured, like, each end of it should have been all, you know, like, fissured up, whatever. But they said it, it just was straight, which that's impossible, they said. So, miracle, accident, you know, that thing. But I was also, okay, so as I get older and I start getting into the spirituality, the, the other part that I'm also supposed to share is that, I think I shared this before in another recording or a video or something that like, um, 
I was enhanced during that time. So like I was being enhanced, healed, but also enhanced by God, my spirit guides, my star family, by the light beings while I was dead. Uh, yeah. And so um, the, when I went to later on in my life, when I would then go to a past life regressionist, she is the one, she said to me, we talked about this accident. She says, I think that's when more of you came in. You know, I asked, am I a walk in? Like, did I actually, did the person who embodied that body die? And then like, I'm a spirit that walked in. She was like, no, you could no, like it was that more of me came in which is my higher self, more parts of my higher self came down. And every time after that, that I would be cracked in the head or be in some sort of crazy accident or survive some sort of crazy, you know, sickness, um, more of my own light is being seeded down to where now I am like here. <laughs> like I am here, I am here, I am here, word, I am word. So I'm truly a miracle and I'm so absolutely grateful for the, the miracle that I am. I'm so grateful to spirit for always sending me people that I need when I need them. And because they are like fucking heroes out of a movie. It's crazy how these people show up. But the crazy part of it is that they all look alike always. And now here we are sitting where I'm dreaming this other being that's repetitively showing up. And I'm starting to show him places on this planet or on this plane of the planet um, that you and I are all involved in this fairy tree. Like you and I are all involved with this fairy tree because I've been showing you all I've been ferrying it with y'all, but now I'm starting to show other beings the tree. Like that's, I'm excited to see where this goes, y'all. Anyway, that's what I was supposed to share today. <laughs> um, but lastly, let me, uh, I'm also supposed to do the chakra healing book. Let's get back to that. So today actually is the heart chakra. And you know what? It's funny. As we're talking about, as I'm talking about people showing up for me, they always show up in love. It's always love that I feel from these strangers. It's crazy. Like it is the most beautiful thing. Um, and today is the heart chakra that we're going to talk about, which is love. So the heart chakra, which is located in the center of your chest, where we say the heart is, the heart chakra holds our connection to both the physical and the spiritual aspects of ourselves. Because it is at this pivotal location, connecting the physical and spiritual chakras, it is also how we get in touch with our higher self in relation to the rest of the world and even the universe. Oh, so this is kind of like going along with the well, the, um, the card that I pulled, the well of Segeis, Segeis, God, I don't, whatever, the well card that I just did with the salmon from the Celtic Oracle. Uh, so the heart chakra is actually the portal to all. Like we live a lot of times, we live a lot in our heads, which we should, we need to drop out of our heads and into our hearts because our hearts connect us to each other, but they also connect us to the other realms. Remember how I said the, uh, the being, uh, when I got the download about the telepathy, when a couple shows ago, when I was talking about the being that dropped down my spirit guide, a vampire looking angel thing, the same thing that's now showing up in this one, we were communicating through heart connection. And that's what I, the download that I got, the telepathy happens through the heart, um, not through the mind. So the heart chakra uh, right now, as we're talking about it, it's saying it's connecting the physical and the spiritual chakras. It connects you to your spiritual self the more you get into your heart. So when we are disconnected from ourselves, uh, when it's out of harmony, we feel disconnected from ourselves. We have difficulty loving ourselves or giving love from a genuine place. We do not feel deserving of love and therefore have difficulty receiving love. We are out of touch with who we are and we develop 
uh, depression from lack of connection to self. When it's in harmony, we are fully connected to ourselves. We cultivate joy easily. We love and accept ourselves and as an extension, others. We give and receive love genuinely and we cultivate compassion for self and others. It's so important to have self-compassion and self-love because you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. If you are not loving yourself, then the thing that you think you're loving, the thing you think you're giving to other people is actually not love. It's a warped thing. It's a warped version of love. So that's what this world is kind of sick with. It's sick with this like warped love, this thing that we, these places that we think we're operating from and calling it love. So um, the, the, uh, sh the affirmation is I love. So that's why, you know, I love you all. I love, I love, I love, I love myself. I love you all. I love source. I love spirit. I love trees. I love the world. I love the earth. It's important to every day say I love to something, <laughs> to someone, uh, if not yourself first. Uh, so the color for the heart chakra is green. It's also pink as well. So people use the rose quartz and stuff to also balance, which I'm going to get to that in a second. But um, the color for the heart, heart chakra. Oh, and I'm saying chakra. I'm sorry. Chakra. Okay, so the heart chakra is uh, green. And the physical body parts that um, it's really in tune with are like the heart and the circulatory system and the lungs and the, the ribs and all that. Um, if you are experiencing um, like bitterness, resentment, grief, self-centeredness, loneliness, hatred, those are emotions that um, would indicate that you have a blo blocked heart chakra. It, um, so the life lesson of this ch chakra, I keep, forgive me for saying it wrong, um, is to experience compassion and connection with oneself and others. Crystals you can use to balance it, oh, first it says a possible causes of this is the is repressed heartache or grief. So if you're not expressing your heartache and your grief, um, it's going to block up your heart chakra, chakra, and then you're not going to be able to love well or receive love well. Um, so the crystals involved with balancing your heart chakra are rose quartz, emerald, green tourmaline, jade, peridot, green calcite. And then um, the essential oils that you can like rub on your heart chakra, like you can rub it on your chest if you feel like it's blocked, are rose essential oil, geranium, neroli, bergamot, lavender, and lang lang. So I hope you guys, um, I hope that was helpful for somebody. Yeah, I think, I mean, it really goes with everything that we're, we've been talking about, especially you know, the crossing of the realms and then all the love that I've been experiencing from strangers, even you guys, you are the strangers that have been holding me up and giving me so much love. And I am so, 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 so grateful. My heart chakra is wide open for you all. Um, I'd so appreciate just, um, just all of the community that's being built here. And I genuinely look forward to, um, continuing to build on this. So anyway, Sending you all lots of love and um, yeah, that's all I think. Is that, that, I think that's all for today. Yeah. All right, blessed be. <laughs>